0: Welcome to the Overweighted Podcast, where we get real about the struggles of being obese and needing to lose a whole lot of weight. My name's Malika. I'm your host, weight loss mentor and coach. Join me on my personal weight loss journey to lose about 200 pounds. And as I share my very real experiences, plus some simple, successful and sustainable weight loss tips and mindset shifts so that we can mark lose weight off of our to do list for good well welcome to weight loss wellness and the word my name is Malika Burley and I am a weight loss mentor and breakthrough coach and I hope you're having an amazing day. Um, I get to help women that typically have over 50 pounds to lose and I help you lose the weight you gain and gain the you you lost and on Thursdays is where I get to combine what I do in business with my faith. And so this is weight loss, wellness, and the word. And so today we are talking about how your thoughts keep you fat. And I want to know did if, if that word triggered you at all, if that word, you know, kind of set something off in you. And we're going to talk about that um, here in a minute. But I want to start with this uh, quote here. And this is from Mark Batterson's When the Day. All right. And so he says, it took one day to get Israel out of Egypt, but it took 40 years to get Egypt out of Israel. So let me say that again. So it took one day to get Israel out of Egypt, but it took 40 years to get Egypt out of Israel. And why? Because when you have been enslaved For 400 years, slavery is all you've ever known. And so I want to talk about how your thoughts are keeping you fat, how your thoughts are keeping you in bondage. And also, we're going to talk about how to change that. All right. And so um, I wanted to talk about this because, um, first of all, like I said, if that word, I don't necessarily want to say triggered you, but if that word um, fat kind of set something off in your head, it's really what you're thinking about that word. Right. And so I'll tell you for me, that word in particular does not bother me. Um, If someone calls me fat, I'm like, okay. And um, yeah, I'm overweight. (laughs) So that word in particular does nothing uh for me as far as making me upset. But um there, you know, whether it's the word overweight for me in particular, it's actually the word obese. I don't like the word obese more than the word fat bothers me. But again, it's my thoughts around that word obese. And so um I wanted to talk about this today because um, For those of you that don't know, I am on a personal weight loss journey myself. Um, at this point in my journey, I have lost over eighty pounds. Um, my goal is to lose somewhere around two hundred pounds. I'll know better what that goal is when I get closer to it. But um, I am on this weight loss journey, and before I started this particular journey. I was in this cycle of losing weight and gaining, losing weight and gaining, right? And I was doing all these programs and diets and things and trying to lose weight that I had gained and I would lose it. However, then I would end up um, gaining the weight back and usually gaining even more than the weight that I had lost. So I would end up at a heavier weight uh, by the time I had finished. But um, I would be stuck in this cycle. And then I finally figured out what was going to work for me this last go round. But one of the things that I discovered in this weight loss journey is that weight loss is not just about the weight lost. And I would find myself getting stuck in getting back into some old patterns that would potentially lead me to gain the weight back if I hadn't gotten out of those patterns. And so what I found is that my thoughts were keeping me bound. And my thoughts and my thinking were keeping me to where I could have potentially gained the weight back if I didn't start addressing some of those things. And so I wanted to talk about that today on weight loss wellness and the word. And we see that so clearly in um, Exodus when we're talking about the Israelites and leaving Egypt and like that quote that I just mentioned from Mark Batterson. So we are going to jump into the word here. And so the first scripture that I want to look at, and for those of you that aren't familiar with the story of um, Israel leaving Egypt, so they were enslaved for about 400 years. And um, the Israelites, God's chosen people at that time were um, uh, slaves to Egypt. And then Pharaoh was the ruler uh, over Egypt. And so they were in bondage and in slavery. And so, um, God called on Moses and Moses was to lead his people out of Egypt. And so Moses would go to Pharaoh several times um, and tell him, you know, God said, let my people go. Um, And he wouldn't. God sent all these plagues. Finally, Pharaoh was like, "Okay, go. Um, And then there's a part of the story we see when they leave. He changes his mind. He's like, no, we're going after them. He goes after them. Um, that's when they get to the Red Sea. God parts the sea. They go through. Uh, he closes the sea back up on the Egyptians so that they never had to face that enemy again. So that's just the brevity of the story, the synopsis, right? In case you don't know the story of Moses and leading the people out of Egypt. But like I said in this quote, um, they it took one day for them to get out of Egypt, but it took 40 years for them to get Egypt out Of themselves, out of Israel. And so we find that they were wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years. God had made these promises to them that they were going to go to this promised land. um, And they ended up being in the wilderness for 40 years uh, before they were ever able to enter into the promised land. And when you look at the story, you find that it should have taken them about 11 days is what I believe uh, it is as far as the number of days. It should have taken them 11 days to get to the promised land, but they were there for 40 years. And it was because of their thinking and and um, the bondage that they were in mentally. And so I wanted to show you that. And then I'm gonna show you how that relates to our weight loss journeys and how our thoughts are keeping us fat or our thoughts are keeping us overweight obese our thoughts are keeping us in bondage all right so the first scripture that we are going to look at tonight is exodus 13 17 through 18 all right so this is exodus 13 17 through 18 and so this is when um the lord is uh when they have just been uh, released from Egypt and God is having them go. Okay. So this is the wilderness way. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near for God said, "Lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea and children and the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks. Out of the land of Egypt, and we can see right here in this first verse. And I do have a couple of verses tonight, um, but in this first verse, that it said that God led them by way of land. They were they could have gone by the way of land of the Philistines because that was near. But God said, if I lead them this way, they're going to see that there's war ahead. They're going to have to fight through. And so they're probably going to change their minds and want to go back to Egypt. And so he led them by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And My God, if we don't see like, even when the Lord led them around the way that would have been the longer way, he still performed, he performed a miracle even in that, because then when they got to the Red Sea, that's when he parted the Red Sea, had they gone the other way, they wouldn't have been able to experience that miracle. So even though, and that's a word for somebody right there. So there may be something that God has for you, some goal that he has for you. and, And this doesn't really pertain to weight loss, but there may be some goal that, um, God has for you or something that he has for you to do. And there may seem to be a really easy way for you to get to that goal where you can get there faster, um, you know, get there maybe with less work, but see, it seems like he's taking you around a longer way, but if he didn't take you around that longer way, then you wouldn't have been able to, you won't be able to experience the miracles that God can perform taking you around that way, right? You wouldn't be able to see the glory of God and what God can do in your life had he not taken you around that longer path. And also if you if he would have taken you around that shorter path, then it could be even that maybe you're thinking that you did this in your own might and you've done this in your own strength, by, but by him taking you around that other way, uh, and going through that other path, that's a path that he's going to have to part that Red Sea in order for you to cross over. And then you're going to know that this could not have been done if it was not for God. And you're going to know that this is God leading me into this land because I couldn't have done this on my own. I can't part the Red Sea. I couldn't have um, got me here this way. So I know that it had to be God. So somebody needed to hear that right there. I wasn't even planning on saying that. All right. But, um, The point that pertains to our actual weight loss journey is that, you know, God said that the people would change their minds when they see war and they would want to return to Egypt. And so we see that the uh, Israelites, when they first left out of Egypt, that their minds, their thinking, uh, their mentality, it really wasn't strong enough to overcome challenges that um, they might have faced Trying to get out of bondage. And so that's one of the things with our weight loss journeys and how it keeps us bound and it keeps us, um, you know, overweight is that when we are first starting, especially in the beginning on our weight loss journeys, we may not have the right thinking, we may not have the right mentality, our minds may not be strong enough for us to face some of the challenges that we would have to face. And so we think it's easier just to fall back into bondage, right? And so instead of forging ahead and trying to get through that challenge or that obstacle that you have on your weight loss journey, you might just say, oh, forget this. This is too hard. This is too much work. I'm just gonna stay overweight. I'm not gonna try to lose the weight. This is too much for me. And we see that happening here. Um, in Exodus 13, 17 through 18, where the Lord knew that they're just coming out of Egypt. They don't have the mindset and the mentality to face war. Um, Right now, they would probably prefer to go back into bondage than have to fight their way through. And for some of us, that is the same type of thing that we might experience in our weight loss journey. All right. Um, And then the funny thing is we see proof of this let me put this up really quick. And we see that, yep, God was right, obviously. But yeah, we see proof of it in scripture in Numbers 14, 3 through 4. And I'm sorry, I don't have it to put on the lower third on the screen. But it's n- Numbers 14, 3, 3 through 4. And you see, this is them talking right here when when they're complaining um, they're out in the wilderness, and it was like, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, "Let us select a, a leader and return to Egypt." So, see, that's exactly what God was saying right there, um, and we see the evidence of that here in Numbers fourteen three through four, where they're like you know what, like, are we supposed to die by the sword? Let's just go back to Egypt, right? Let's just go back to bondage. And so that's just evidence there of exactly what the Lord was saying. So that is number one, the the first scripture that I wanted to give you as far as how your thoughts are keeping you bound or how your thoughts are keeping you overweight. All right, the next scripture that we are going to look at here, this is Exodus 16, two through three. And then I believe I have one more and I'm actually going to go into how you can change your thoughts so that you don't stay stuck in bondage so that you don't um, stay stuck. So Exodus 16, two through three. All right. And so we see here again, this is another example of the mindset that they had when they basically, they had gotten out of Egypt, but Egypt hadn't gotten out of them yet. Exodus 16, two through three, then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. So these were the two that had led them out. They were the leadership that was trying to help them and trying to help them get into the promised land, right? And so they're out in the wilderness. And so they're complaining against Moses and Aaron and the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pots of meat, and when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. And so we see like metaphorically, they would prefer to eat themselves to death um, instead of Uh, being free and being out in the wilderness and being led into the promised land, they would have preferred to um, die in Egypt slaves with their bellies full. They would have preferred to have their bellies full than to be out in the wilderness. So um, there's just more evidence there of that mentality. And then the last one that I wanted to share, this is numbers 11 Uh, four through six. Okay. So this is numbers 11, four through six. Okay. And so it says, now the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense craving. So the children of Israel also wept again and said, who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish, which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic, but now our whole being is dried up. There is nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. They were like, their cravings were so intense that they were like, we remember we used to eat fish, and cucumbers, and melons, and leeks, and onions, and garlic, and meat, back when we were slaves in Egypt. So their cravings were messing with them so much mentally that they would have preferred to be in bondage and to be slaves so that they could eat, right? So you see again here how that mentality, um, and and for us, okay, it isn't um, as severe as actual slavery, but when we think of um, cravings or we think of, the sin of gluttony, or we think of these strong, the strongholds and things that are keeping us um, to, or or like overeating as far as addiction, those things are keeping us bound. We are it is keeping us a slave to it, right? And so their their cravings were actually messing with them to the point that they were like, we we want to um, be slaves. We remember how awesome it was being slaves and eating all this food that we got to eat instead of being out here in the wilderness and eating the manna, right? They were tired of eating the manna over and over again. And so the funny thing is they're like, we ate freely in Egypt. Yes, they ate freely because they weren't free right they were eating freely because they weren't free they were actually putting in the work to be able to get that food and so it's funny how like that our it kind of messes with our memory and we have selective memory when we're hangry i would say they were hangry at this point right it messes with our memory and makes us think of oh you know well back when I was overweight and not trying to lose all this weight, I could eat what I want. Yeah, you could probably eat what you want and as much as you want. But if you remember, you were miserable back then, right? And so it gives us that selective memory um, when we are having those cravings or or when we are wanting something and, and not Um, looking at what's happening and the changes that are happening and that we're going into a promised land when we're kind of stuck in the in-between, right? So like on your weight loss journey, there's that time where, okay, I started eating healthier and I started um, moving forward towards the me that I'm becoming in the the new body that I'm trying to um, transform into, right? There's that in-between time where, It may look like it looks better to go back and to be able to eat what you want. But again, that's that selective memory because you have to remember, no, it it wasn't great. I was miserable. My health wasn't wasn't doing um, well. Um, I was alone. I was depressed, whatever the things were. Right. Because you're kind of in that in between where you don't have the body yet that you want to have but at the same time you you also don't have the body you used to have so you're kind of in there in between like israel in this case in the wilderness right so they weren't in egypt anymore but yet they weren't in their promised land either and so they were thinking that it would be better to go back and one of the things i think too especially for us in our weight loss journeys when we're in this in between time We think it's better to go back because we don't realize how good it's going to be when we get to the promised land or the promised body in this case, right? They didn't know how good it was going to be in the promised land. All they knew was what Egypt was like and what the wilderness is like. And so when you're on your journey and your weight loss journey, you know what it was like to be overweight and you know how tough it is to be in this in-between time in the wilderness when you're trying to do all these things to lose the weight that you wanna lose so that you can get to the promised land. But you don't know what it's like necessarily on the other side. So you don't know how much greater it's gonna be. But one of the things with Israel is that they have to remember, this is a promise of God and God knows what's best for us. And it's he does exceedingly and abundantly more than anything we can ask or think. And right, so, so we have no idea how great it's gonna be on the other side. They have no idea how great it's going to be for them in the promised land and so they are just looking like we just want to go back so we can eat food because we're tired of eating the same thing over and over again and that's a whole another thing too with our weight loss journeys right maybe you're meal prepping maybe you're trying you're eating some of the same things over and over again and you're tired of it and you want to go back to the old foods and the old things but again we have to remember that that was bondage back there and so We need to appreciate the time that we're in the wilderness and the development and the changes that are taking place as we move into our promised land. And side note, they were like, all we have here is this manna before our eyes. And hello, manna was a miracle from heaven. It was a food that they had never, ever seen before. So I think it's, uh, interesting that they would have rather had fish and meat and all the stuff back in bondage when they were, in, were when they were enslaved instead of this wonderful miracle that the Lord had done for them to provide for them to give them food. Um, they would have rather had what man could have provided instead of this beautiful miracle that the Lord had for them. So. Um, anyway, numbers 11, four through six. So you can see that, you know, they were craving the food. They had strong cravings. Um, and sometimes, like I said, the, the cravings make you want to go back to bondage, but we have to get to a point where we crave the vision that's ahead of us and the things that God has ahead of us more than we crave the food. So we have to crave, crave the vision more than we crave the food right? And so I want to get into, let me stop sharing here. And so I want to get into how we can actually change our thoughts to help us get out of bondage. All right. Yes, Laquanda. Yes, yes. That is a good point. Hold on. Let me, yes. Okay, there it was. Yes. So Laquanda is saying it was comfortable for them. Absolutely. Exactly. And their taste buds were not used to good food. Right. Because you have to imagine like the manna was probably so much better than whatever food they were eating before. And you know what? That's this is a really good point that you said that it was comfortable for them. And you're right. Being in Egypt or being in bondage for us in our weight loss journeys. So it's more comfortable for us to just do the thing that we've always done instead of trying to move forward and um, do some of the uncomfortable things where maybe we're out of our comfort zone. We have to maybe learn some new skills, learn some new routines so that we can move forward so that we're able to um, then get to the place that God has for us to get to. So again, craving the vision more than we're craving the food and being willing to be uncomfortable so that we can get there. So that is such a good point, Laquanda. Yes, that is such a good point. And Joan definitely will, you know, we will pray for you. Um, I know you said it says that you're diabetic due to surgery. Um, your A1C has gone up. Yeah, so definitely, you know, Joan, follow your doctor's orders so that they can work with you on your A1C. And if um, by any chance it happens to be a, a weight issue for you, I know a lot of times when some people lose some of the weight, then that does help their numbers um, as far as diabetes. So, um, but we will pray for you, Joan. So thank you for being transparent and sharing that. All right. So I want to get into how to actually change your thoughts and get out of bondage um, so that your thoughts are no longer keeping you fat, not keeping you overweight, obese, uh, and not keeping you in bondage and stuck in that weight loss, gain it cycle, weight loss, gain it cycle. And one of the things that I had mentioned in the beginning is even saying the word fat. So I put that on the thumbnail for a reason because I want to know, like, what were your thoughts when you saw that word, right? So you had thoughts when you saw that word. So maybe your thought was anger, maybe uh, something towards anger, or it could have been, maybe you had no, no, no feelings about it whatsoever. Like I said, for me, I don't, that word doesn't bother me at all. Um, When I see that word, really the word obese for whatever reason bothers me more than the word fat. Um, So yeah, so even the thoughts that you're thinking around that word are going to then um, uh, be evidence of the beliefs that you have around that word. And sometimes that will also affect the actions that we're taking, right? And so that's what I wanted to get into. So there are three S's to changing your thoughts so that you can get out of bondage. Or this is how you change your thoughts, and this is how this is going to help you get out of bondage, okay? And so there's actually four S's, but we're really going to talk about three because the first three impact the fourth, all right? So when we are looking at changing our thoughts to get out of bondage or changing our thoughts to lose weight, to move forward on our weight loss journey, we have to look at what we're saying, what's settling, how we're stepping, and that's going to affect what we're seeing, okay? So what we're saying, what's settling, how we're stepping, and then that's going to affect what we're seeing. So if we are looking at the first thing, so that is what we're saying. So what are the things that you're saying to yourself on your weight loss journey. What are the things that you're saying to yourself? Say, for instance, if you um, wanna start a new exercise routine. So what are the things you're saying to yourself regarding that? What are the thoughts that you're having? Uh, If you're getting ready to start your new wellness journey or your new weight loss journey, what are the things that you're saying to yourself or the thoughts that you're having? Because what you're saying to yourself is then going to affect what's settling in your heart. Okay. So if you are having negative thoughts and you're thinking, I can't do, you know, this, how's how this going to work? This, this is crazy. I don't like this, whatever. If you're having negative thoughts and you're saying negative things, then what's going to happen is that what's settling in your heart is going to be negative also. And what I mean by settling is that that is what you're believing. So you're saying things in your head. And so that's causing you to believe certain things in your heart. Okay. So if I'm saying, for instance, um, I don't, I don't like weightlifting. Um, It's hard. It's, I don't really see the point, whatever. You know, if I'm saying these things in my, in my head, then what's what's going to settle in my heart? Well, my belief then is going to be that weightlifting is a waste of time. If anyone tries to give me a plan that includes weightlifting, chances are um, I'm not going to do it, which goes into the next thing. But um, the things that I'm saying in my head about it are going to affect what's settling in my heart and the beliefs that beliefs that I'm having. And so that then is going to affect how I'm stepping into action, uh, right? Or not, right? Whether you're stepping into action or not. And so for instance, with the weight, uh, with weightlifting example, if I'm thinking in my head, um, I don't see the point in weightlifting, and I'm believing in my heart, that weightlifting is a waste of time, then what's gonna happen is that I'm not going to step into action. I'm not going to lift weights. However, if I had the mentality that weightlifting can be really beneficial to me to increase my metabolism to a point where even when I'm resting, my metabolism is higher, then I'm going to start believing in my heart that weightlifting is beneficial for me on my weight loss journey and i will step into action and be more likely to lift weights on my weight loss journey as a part of my exercise plan or my movement plan so you see how that works so what you're saying so what you're saying to yourself or the thoughts that you're thinking affect what's settling in your heart or the things that you're believing in your heart and those things that you're believing is going to affect how you step into action whether you do it or don't do it. And then that is going to affect what you're seeing. So the results that you're seeing. So if you are finding that you are trying to lose weight and you're ending up in this cycle, you're losing weight and gaining it, losing weight and gaining it, chances are, see the results that you're seeing is that you're stuck in this cycle of lose weight, gain it, lose weight, gain it. And you may be like, why do I keep regaining the weight back after i've lost it and what you need to do is back it all the way up to what you're saying to yourself the thoughts that you're thinking the things that you're saying to yourself whether they're they're positive or negative if you're stuck in the cycle chances are the things that you're saying to yourself the thoughts that you're thinking constantly are probably negative and so that's causing things to settle in your heart and you're believing some negative things, which are probably false, right? And so that way you're stepping into action or not stepping into action in this case. So you find yourself, you're seeing yourself over and over again, stuck in the cycle that you're, you're gaining weight um, after you've lost it. And so, yeah, so just one sec. Yeah. So I'm going to give you one more quick example for this. So Let's say for instance, that um, I decided that I'm not going to eat sweets anymore. Okay. Um, When I coach people, I don't tell people to cut out anything in particular on their weight loss journey. I don't really believe people should do that because again, that goes back to the cravings in that, in that scripture that we read, um, especially not in the very beginning, not in the very beginning when you're first getting started. I don't suggest you cut anything out necessarily. So um, let's say though for this example that I decide I'm not going to eat sweets at all, except maybe when I go out to restaurants um, or, you know, if it's a special occasion, maybe I have sweets. But on a day-to-day basis, I'm not going to have sweets. So for those that don't know, sweets was a really big thing for me. I would have sweets every single night, um, sometimes multiple times at night before I started this weight loss journey, right? So what I'm saying is that um, I'm, for this example, not going to have sweets. So I'm not going to have them at home, basically, only if I'm going out to eat. However, maybe one night I find myself sitting and I'm watching Um, some movie on um, Prime Video and I'm eating a pint of ice cream. And I'm like, wait a minute. I said I wasn't going to eat sweets um, anymore at home. So why am I now eating this pint of ice cream? Why am I falling back into old behavior that is going to keep me stuck and keep me in bondage and keep me at this weight that I don't want to be or possibly gaining weight, right? So the thing that I'm seeing is that um, I'm, setting myself up and falling back into the old habits. So I have to back it all the way up to what was I saying to myself or what were the thoughts that I was thinking before I grabbed the ice cream? And so maybe it could have been something like, oh, I had a busy day. So I just wanna kind of veg out and do nothing. So I'm just going to sit and watch a movie and eat some ice cream. That's a good way for me to kind of numb out for the rest of the night. Maybe that was the thought I was thinking. Or maybe it could have been that, i was sad and so i was turning to food for comfort um maybe those were the thoughts i was thinking and so again see based on what i was thinking that is what caused the action that i was doing and so we have to learn how to change our thoughts to be thoughts that are going to help us to get towards um the weight that we're trying to get on or the health and wellness that uh, path that we're trying to get on Instead of having thoughts that are going to keep us bound and thoughts that are going to keep thoughts that are going to keep us stuck in the cycle. So I hope that makes sense, right? So if I was having those negative thoughts, then that was going to lead me to what I didn't want and the result I didn't want. Whereas if I learn to change those thoughts, then a- instead of saying, "Oh, I'm going to turn to food for comfort," maybe I'm learning to turning to the Lord for comfort, um, like. Which way we go? That way. Like um, we're talking about in my book, Christ Over Cookies, I'm turning to the Lord for comfort instead of food and changing those thoughts so that now I don't have the pint of ice cream. I'm opening my Bible. So see the things that we're saying and the things that we're thinking are what are potentially keeping us in bondage. So next week, when I come back, we are going to talk about how to actually change those thoughts and how to renew our minds so that we can have the transformation that we are looking to have. And so, again, um, what we're saying is affecting what we're saying to ourselves, whether it's out of our mouths or in our heads, the thoughts that we're thinking. So what we're saying to ourselves, The thoughts that we're thinking are affecting what is settling in our hearts, the beliefs that we have. And then that is affecting how we are stepping into action and the things that we are doing. And that is giving us the results that we're seeing and whether that's good results, the results that we want or the results that we don't want. So that all goes back to the thoughts that we're thinking. And again, we're going to talk about exactly how to change those thoughts next week. So hopefully I will see you next Thursday right here for Weight Loss Wellness and the Word at 7 p.m. Eastern. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this word, Lord. I thank you for revelation. I thank you for showing us how we can apply your word and that your word is alive and it's living and it is so relevant for us even today and in the different um, things that we have going on in our own personal lives, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, that you've shown us exactly what to do to live the lives that you have for us for us to really um, metaphorically step into that promised land that you have for us father god that you have already shown us the steps and really god it just goes back to being in you giving our lives over to 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 you um, allowing jesus to be our lord and our savior and lord not just our savior but our lord giving over all those areas of our lives that we seem to want to take control of and that we don't seem to want to release to you, Father God, but allowing you, allowing Jesus to be Lord over that things. And that even includes our our weight, Father God, and the things that we're eating, um, Lord, how we live our lives and how we are moving our bodies, Lord, because you said that our bodies are your temple. And you also said that our bodies are not our own. You paid a price for our bodies, Lord. And so the least we can do is to surrender to yield them to you, Father God, and um, to give you the best, healthiest bodies that we can. Um, to really work on our temples to make them strong to be able to do the work that you have given us to do, Father God. Because if we, if our temples are not equipped for the work that you have for us to do, then Lord, I, I guess I see that as disobedience, Father God. And so, um, Lord prick our hearts, show us how we can be more obedient, show us how to strengthen our temples so that we have the energy to do the work that you called us to do so that we are physically able to do the work that you are calling us to do, Lord, so that your kingdom can come here on earth and your plan and your will for our lives can come to, to full fruition, Father God. And Lord, I just want to pray for Joan, um, in regard to her health, Father God, um, and Lord, we are declaring it as well over her, Lord. Lord, give her the map. Help her to see what she needs to do in order to um, eliminate diabetes from her life, Father God, to bring her A1C numbers back into um Normal ranges, Father God and Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus over her. We break any spirit of infirmity um, that is over her, Father God. We bind any uh, spirit of disease, any disease, any um, generational curses or anything like that that is going on in her family regarding disease, Father God. We we bind those right now in Jesus' name and Lord. Um, forgive us for our sins. Forgive us for things that we've done that are that are, are not of you, Father God. Forgive us for things that we've said or thought or done that are not of you. Forgive us for disobedience, delayed obedience. Forgive us uh, for idolatry of any kind, Father God. And Lord, I pray um, that you show Joan what it is um, that is going on in her life that is Uh, keeping this this dis-ease in her life, Father God, and if it's something generational, Lord, that you reveal that to her so that she can stand in the gap and that she can repent for um, things that maybe even her ancestors have done that have caused this generational curse to be passed down to her, Father God, and Lord, that is for anyone else as well that um, may be... dealing with disease and infirmities right now in Jesus name. So Lord, I thank you. I love you. I thank you for this opportunity to serve you and to serve your children, father, God, and Lord, I pray that the ears are open and the hearts are open to the message that you are delivering today through me. And Lord, I thank you for a change. I thank you for an opportunity to change, Father God, and that we don't have to stay stuck bound, that you have given us freedom and that you command us to be free. And so that we are to continue to move forward to that promised land and not wanna go back in bondage. And I thank you that you have given us the way to do that through Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen, amen, amen. So I will see you next thursday at 7 p.m and we are going to talk about how to renew our minds on weight loss wellness and the word and again my name is malika burley and i will see you next time all right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. If you got any value out of this or something really resonated with you, can you do me a favor and leave a review? It helps others find the show so that it could help them too. Also, I'd love to connect with you on other platforms. I'm Malika Burley on IG and YouTube and go grab my free workshop at MalaykaBurley.com. Of course, all of those links are in the show notes. Thanks again and have a blessed day.